Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. I'm in a bad mood today. You know what happened. The Packers owned the Bears again. And Tony Kornheiser, well, at least Northwestern had an easy one over Southern Illinois, right? Oh, I missed that game. I wasn't paying attention. Was Clyde Clyde Frazier there? Yeah. The Salukis rose up to beat your Wildcats. The Big Ten is terrible, and right now we lead the way. I mean, us in Nebraska, going awful. to Ireland didn't work yeah. out too well for either either team. It really did. Terrible. How bad must Nebraska be if Southern Ooh. Illinois beat you? Wow. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, the Bengals lose again. Trey Lance out for the season. And we've got two Monday night games tonight. But we begin today with three great comeback wins yesterday, all on the road. In alphabetical order, Arizona over Las Vegas. Miami over Baltimore, and the New York Jets over Cleveland. Wilbon, which team had the best comeback win? Well, Tony, if we look, if we're using history as any guide, the Jets did. Because they did this with no time left, and you don't, you don't see teams do that. I heard a stat today that said teams in that predicament had lost like 2,000-plus consecutive games. So the Jets, I mean, just kudos to them, by the way. I mean, Joe Flacco rising from the dead, from the ashes, yeah. to play like he played. Yeah. I mean, that, that, was, that was terrific. I watched the other two games, not just Red Zone. I watched a lot of the other two games because I want to see the Cardinals. I always watch the Cardinals. And they were dead. I mean, that was, that was a get ready to click it off. They were so dead. And Kyler Murray, who I called you and I said, I know I think Kyler Murray's a head case right. half the time, but you got to watch this kid. And he made some spectacular right. plays. But if we're talking about the comeback, the comeback that resonates the most with me, it was Miami. Because Tua, I mean, people just doubt Tua going into every game of his life, and they say, ah, you know, he can't throw the ball. Really? Six touchdowns. How does Marino, Greasy, Tua sound to you people? Because, like, those other two dudes are in the Hall of Fame. Or I know Marino is. I think Greasy is. So, uh, Tony, Tua and Miami. And it's two weeks now. They yeah. look good. I would not want to necessarily have to play Miami if I didn't have to. So being an English major, I'm going to just sort of parse these, this question out a little bit and give an answer that's all-encompassing. I thought that the most spectacular comeback was Arizona because of Kyler Murray, yeah. who was completely mesmerizing. And you could understand how Arizona would want to give him all that money. He did things that there are no more than one or two quarterbacks could do without getting sacked. Right. Running around the way he did and getting the ball into the end zone. Conversion. I thought wow. that the most surprising comeback was the Jets. Because, and I know Cleveland stinks. The Jets stink, too. Because, as you say, they had no time. They scored two touchdowns in less than two minutes. Joe Flacco is nearing 80 years old. He was finding <laughs> open guys free all the time. And, Mike, and... They did the onside kick, which never nobody, works, and it yeah, worked for them. Nobody anymore. But I want to get the words right. But the most potentially meaningful comeback to me was, as you say, was Miami. Because they beat a team in Baltimore 
that a lot of people, including you, yes. on this show, yes. suggest it might be a Super Bowl team. I still team. do. I and still they will. came back from 21 down in the fourth quarter against a team whose entire system is based on defense. They scored 38 points, Baltimore. That's not enough to win. And to get to the Tua question, which is now off the table for at least a couple of weeks, they said, well, we got Tyreek Hill. Let's see if Tua Man. can find him. Could he find him? In the fourth quarter, Tua had four touchdown passes just in the fourth, yeah. two to Tyreek Hill, who had 11 catches for 190 yards. Hill and so I guess Tua could find him. Yeah. I guess he could Tony, find him. Tony, right? next so. year this time, if they're all healthy, Tua, Waddle, Hill, they're going to terrorize teams. They are. They're just figuring well, it out right now, and they're 2-0, and and they're getting better, and they did this at Baltimore, like you said. And by the way, Lamar Jackson didn't have some lame game. Lamar Jackson, for the first game. half, I think had a perfect passer rating, and they no, still came back and beat them. He led the league in rushing. He wow. led the league more than any running back. Yeah. He led the league in rushing yesterday. So yeah. Spectacular game. Spectacular yeah. Yesterday was game. great. It was. The second it was. week in a row where Red Zone run of your, games. Your, Head explodes. You gotta stop so being so yeah. dependent on red zone. You gotta love the red clicker zone. in your house, huh? Two yeah, teams. I got a lot of clickers, but only took one TV. Steps backward from already disappointing starts. One TV. That's like having one bathroom. What are you doing? The Bengals one lost TV. to the Dallas Cowboys, while the Colts got shut out and shut down by the Jaguars. So, which team is off to the more disappointing start? Okay, the Bengals are zero and two. It's a very disappointing start. Yeah. But in the first week, they went into overtime with Pittsburgh. Yep. And yesterday, they tied the game very late. Dallas beat them, but they could have gone into overtime in that game. So the Bengals are at least competitive. They are. Now, they're going to get Joe Burrow killed. They are. They are. 13 Six sacks. Six sacks yesterday. Yeah. Seven sacks the week yeah. before. And, and, and what this tells you is either the GM – has to go out and find better offensive linemen well, they they or the play caller has to do something different. By far, the more disappointing team is Indianapolis. Amen. They tied Houston in the first game. Houston stinks. Indianapolis scored three points going into the fourth quarter. Yesterday against Jacksonville, another team that stinks, they scored no points the entire game. No points. They got shut out by Jacksonville. This, this is a circumstance where people have said for weeks and months that this is a potential playoff team. Are you kidding me with this? Tom, look, you know I'm wanting to make excuses for my man Frank Reich. You, knew, you know I want to do I know. that. Tony, I can't. And a bad, the, 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 the big thing here is they hitch their wagon to a guy who's done. Matt Ryan's done. He's done. Now, we saw probably for the last couple of years he was, you know, on the decline. It happens. I, I don't want to say I would never have wanted Matt Ryan to quarterback my team because there are years where I would have. Not now. And the Indianapolis Colts, wow, they can't get the quarterback situation right. And that's tough playing for a guy no. who played quarterback, who coached that position, coached teams, that the quarterback got better and really fit the situation. That is not the case right now with them. And so the answer is the Colts. It really is some tone. So let, people weren't just saying no, potential no. playoff team. People were saying potential Super Bowl team. What? Let's go to Frank Reich for a second, who I know is your friend. And I know you covered him yeah. when, he, when he was a quarterback in Maryland. And he's a very nice man. Wonderful coach. The last three years, he's gone over Phillip Rivers, 
Carson Wentz, and now Matt Ryan. And, and this well, now looks flawed. like Indianapolis. Carson Wentz, please. Indianapolis looks like a place where quarterbacks' careers go to die. Yeah. This is something that at 6 o'clock tonight or tomorrow or the next day, somebody could call all the coaches in and say, have a nice life. You're gone. Man. Like, this is not, it's not a good situation. Wow. really isn't. It isn't. The biggest football news story yesterday was Trey Lance going out in the first quarter of the game against Seattle and undergoing surgery on his broken ankle that will keep him out all season. Jimmy Garoppolo came in. He led the 49ers to a 27-7 victory. He threw for one touchdown. He ran for another. Wilbon, how should the 49ers feel about their quarterback situation today? Today. Tony, you know, most of the last eight years, because of the Warriors, I spend a lot of time in San Francisco, in Northern California, 49ers territory. And all you do when you turn on sports talk radio or any radio, any television, is hear how people hate Jimmy Garoppolo. And you're like, my God, he, you went to a Super Bowl with him, and even if you dragged him there, he was your quarterback. And they got to another title game. That's right. And I understand he's not. Here's the problem, right. Tony. They want everybody to be Montana. Look, our dear friend Steve Young, he can speak to this better than anybody. I remember when they treated Steve Young like this. Steve Young was in the process of being the league MVP. And there were people on Sports Talk Radio saying, I hope he breaks a leg. I would see Steve later and go, my God, how can you play for these people, these ungrateful people in an ungrateful community? I think their quarterback situation is great because they held on. Situation is great because they held yeah. on to Garoppolo. And we don't know if Trey Lance can ever play. He's going to come back next year having played no more than he's played the previous three or four years of his life. That's right. We all know. That's right. So, so I was one of those people who very loudly said, you can't keep Garoppolo. You've got to get rid of Garoppolo because you cannot do this to Trey Lance's psyche and ruin it. Right. And God knows that the 49ers very publicly made it clear that they wanted to get rid yes. of Garoppolo. So who looks like a moron now? I look like a moron <laughs> now. And John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, they're lucky. They're lucky they didn't plan it out this way, but right now it looks like their season might be saved. You are so right about Trey Lance in this regard. If you look into the crystal ball, he gets hurt a lot. Yes. He had a broken finger. He had a knee problem. Now he's got this ankle thing. If you look into the crystal ball, you can see in a very hazy way that he may never play for this team. He may be in that Jordan Love netherworld where yeah. you draft somebody and you think it's going to work out it and work. it doesn't work out. Yeah. I just think that Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, who look brilliant now, they better hope that Garoppolo doesn't hold a grudge because Tony, they might end up needing to give him a contract and he says, no, I'm Tony, out. The situation is so weird. We, do, we have to ask Steve Young about this later in the week. It's so crazy, Tony, that they don't appreciate when they have a guy who's good enough right. or game management good enough to go to the Super Bowl. And you have a whole region of people hating on guys who are somewhere between competent and the damn Hall of Fame. And they don't care. Well, I'm from a place where I we understand. don't have a quarterback every 70 years. The Bears get a quarterback. The Niners get what? one all the okay. time, and they don't, they, they don't appreciate it. But you it. speak to this. You have spoken to this. You've said this about Nebraska, that they don't understand. They don't. And they think it should always it's be the hard. same. Joe Montana has four. He's a very he's glamorous great quarterback door. on the short 
I understand, but but everybody compares everybody <laughs> to do. him. They do. Look, for a lot of years, everybody was compared to Namath in New York. Yeah. For a lot of years. Yeah. Let's take a break. Coming up, after big wins by Oregon and Washington, is it time to start giving the Pac-12 a little respect? And we'll examine the highs and lows of yesterday's crazy finish, the 18th hole on the PGA Tour. Man. Garoppolo made $350,000 yesterday by doing 25% of the snaps and winning. He can make $5.2 million if he does this every week. Good. If he does it every week. Chicago boy Garoppolo. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two. Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again. By visiting electricebikes.com. That's L E C T R I C ebikes.com. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. It's time to hear from the little people in mail time. Let me go in here and see what's first. Here we go. You rip the Pac-12 all the time, but aren't Oregon's and Washington's wins the big takeaway from the college football weekend? You know, there was no big takeaway from the college football weekend, Tony. You ripped the Pac-12 much more than I do. And, you know, Oregon beat BYU, which which is a significant win. I know it was was in Oregon, but that's fine. Washington beat Michigan State. Uh, Again, the game was in Seattle, but, I mean, that's fine. And USC, my man Caleb. They, they beat Fresno State. I, Tony, look, college football at its best has a ton of tribalism. You got to wear your colors, sport your colors, sing your songs. People like college football where they are, at least regionally, if not locally. This is important. I'm not going to say it was the takeaway of the weekend, but I like what the Pac-12 did. And they sort of stood up and played some good games and they fought back and they're being decimated. The conference is being destroyed under them. You know, as UCLA and, 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 and uh, USC wander away, and Stanford and Cal might be on deck. But good for the Pac-12 that they had that weekend. A lot better weekend in the Big Ten, which stinks. I know Ohio State's up there, yeah. Michigan's of Mirage. We stink right now, and it's got to change. There was a big takeaway from college football. What was, was Notre Dame winning. Notre oh, Dame beating man. Cal was a big deal man. for Notre Dame. All they right. didn't even beat the spread, and they okay. almost lost the game. But that was a big deal. All right, maybe. Let me go to Oregon for a second because I've been critical of Oregon. You have been. That's a great win on BYU. BYU was the number 12 team in the country. Oregon was 25. Oregon is now 
15 in the country. So what does that tell you in the greater scheme of things? That Georgia beat Oregon 49 beat to 3. Beat them bad. In the greater scheme of things, yeah. what it tells you is that Oregon is not the story. Georgia is the story. Georgia's three games, aggregate score, 130 to 10. Yeah. Let me repeat that. Yeah. 130 to 10. They're the best team in the country. So don't talk to me about Oregon. Talk to me about Georgia. Right? And then the other, the other game you mentioned, Georgia it's a nice didn't win play anybody worth a damn on Saturday. Georgia beat South Carolina. They played, Georgia did, they played Georgia a conference didn't game. Do jack they on played Saturday. a conference so game. What? How's Southern Illinois working out for you? Let's Clyde go to Clyde Frazier, baby. Thing. You know anybody Nailed here other this. than Clyde? You go to do you have another go to besides Clyde Frazier for Southern Illinois? You got anybody? Just Clyde Frazier. No. Let's talk golf. Did Max Homer win it or did Danny Willett lose it? Homer's great. He's down two, going to 18. They're playing in Napa Valley, by the way. Is this a regular stop, Napa Valley? I want to go cover that. Don't Homer, so. who I like a lot, he's down two. He chips in. Boom. Hits a stick. He's in. Danny Willett standing over a four-and-a-half-foot putt. He's smiling because he's got to win. You and I are probably going to make this putt 60% of the time. Pros like Danny Willett, who's won big tournaments, He's going to make this 90% of the time. Not only does he miss the four-and-a-half-foot putt, he misses the five-foot comeback to tie and go into a playoff, and he's gone. He's out. Max Homer walk away with the trophy. I feel bad for Willett, but he, he, he got to make that. Got to make that. Okay. He three-jacked from four-and-a-half yeah. feet. I, you can't do that. No. You're about to win a tournament. You can't do that. Let me explain this to people. Max Homer chips in on 18 for birdie. You chip in, you've won the tournament. Ask Larry Mize. Ask Tom Watson. You chip not in, you've won. Other guy Danny Willett gagged. I understand, but it's not like he gets credit for the win because he chipped in. How many times have you chipped in on 18? None. Not that many times. None. Danny Willett gagged. Danny Willett has won the Masters. He's going to go down in history as yeah. a sort of a one-shot wonder. And Michael Campbell won the U.S. Open. Ben Curtis won the British Open. Orville Moody won the Masters. Danny Willett, it's in his hand. It's in his hand. He didn't get it. Tony, four he and a half it. feet. He lost the tournament. I've seen you yeah. make that putt on 18 to collect well, 10, I wouldn't, 10, 12 bucks. I wouldn't make it because 10, I would bucks. just look at the people and say, that's good, no, right? No, you can't pick that I'm up. I'm picking up. You that's can't good. pick that up. No. Enough email. Let's take one last break. Still to come, Mike Evans and Marshawn Lattimore get ejected for their dust-up. But was that suspension worthy? Eh. What should the Steelers do about the cost so. of bench Mitch? Already? Are already? they doing that already? Yeah, they were doing After it After two games? You should have heard the boos really? raining down on Russell Wilson in Denver. Wow. And they're supposed to be good fans. Really? Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Happy time, people. Happy 24th birthday, Trey Young. And happy 26th birthday, DeJounte Murray. How odd that Atlanta's starting backcourt shares a birthday. Everyone knows Young, perennial all-star, averaged 28 points, nearly 10 assists a game last season. Fewer people know the 6'4 Murray, who was traded to Atlanta by San Antonio this offseason. Murray was the 29th pick in the 2016 draft out of Washington, one of those typical anonymous late picks by the Spurs who turn out great like Tony Parker and Kawhi Leonard. Murray gives the Hawks more size and defense alongside Young, and last year averaged 21 points, 9 assists, and 8 rebounds. Wow, he became available when he told the Spurs he would not extend there. Tony, Cleveland and Atlanta, to me, are the big off-season winners. They're going to take steps up. And some of those big teams in the East that are used to dominate in the top four spots in the East, it's going to be much harder with Cleveland and Atlanta with the personnel improvements they've made, upgrades they've made. Not so happy anniversary, Jerry Rice. On this day 18 years ago, while playing for the Raiders late in his career, Rice's streak of consecutive games with a reception came to an end against Buffalo after 274 games. After this game, Rice caught a pass, of course, in his next 11 games. There's no disputing that Rice is the greatest wide receiver ever. None. He owns virtually every significant receiving mark, including career receptions, career receiving yards, most thousand-yard receiving seasons, 14, and total touchdowns, 208. He was named first-team All-Pro 11 consecutive seasons. But to put the 274 straight games in context, Rice's streak started in December of 1985, ended in September of 2004. That's a span of 20 seasons. You know, boys and girls, listen up. I'm going to start talking to you, including the youngin who lives in my house, who says to me last night, Dad, so Odell Beckham, his favorite guy, like, like Jerry Rice didn't make the spectacular catches that he made, did he? And say, so I want you to listen to me. Don't ever put any receiver in the same conversation <laughs> as Jerry Rice. Bow your head when you say Jerry Rice's name. Do you hear me, people? Not Beckham, not anybody. Jerry Rice, like Gretzky. That's the deal. Sorry, Bob Ryan. Like Gretzky, the best. Happy Trails, Connecticut's son. Las Vegas Aces dispatched Connecticut in Connecticut yesterday to win their first WNBA championship and make their first-year coach, Becky Hammond, the first WNBA coach to win the title in their first year of coaching. Chelsea Gray was named Finals MVP after scoring 20 points yesterday. Earlier, Asia Wilson had been named Player of the Year, Hammond had been named Coach of the Year, and Wilson and Kelsey Plum had been named first-team All-WNBA. Las Vegas finished the regular season 26-10, which tied for the league's best record. So I told you going into the playoffs, and while I was hoping my sky would repeat, I told you that Vegas was the best team, and they finished tied with the sky for the best record. Tony, I wonder now whether Becky Hammond will want to or entertain NBA offers, or maybe she looks and sees what she's doing and her impact in that league and that culture and says, you know what, I'm fine here. I wonder what she thinks about that, but wow, she can coach and she can represent your franchise. I'm sure that if she got a dub, uh, an NBA job and became the first woman to ever do that, she would take that. 
No errors today, but some famous alumni of Southern Illinois include Jim Belushi, Richard Roundtree, Dick Gregory, Man. Dave Steve, Jim Hart, Bart Scott, and Dennis France. Don't forget Melissa Franz, and Jenny McCarthy. Let's go Chicago to the big Bills. finish. Let's do it. Patriots beat the Steelers. Is it time to bench Mitch Trubisky? Stop. I know the offense wasn't good, but I thought Trubisky was pretty good in both those games. Shut up with the benching of Trubisky. Ben Roethlisberger now walking through that door. Stop. The NFL suspended Bucks receiver Mike Evans one game for unnecessary roughness. Him and Marshawn Lattimore got into it again. Is it deserved the suspension? No, it's not. Canelo Alvarez scored a unanimous decision over Triple G in their third fight. Big deal? It's over now. Rubber match is done. Aaron Judge hit home runs 58-59. Your thoughts? He wins a triple crown in the American League. If he wins it, it's the greatest season ever. It might be. Last one, two Monday night games. Titans, Bills, Vikings, Eagles. Who you got? I'm all chalky, Tone. I'm going with the home teams, the Bills and the Eagles. Okay, you're going to give 10 and a half like the Bills are. We're out of time. Trying to do better the next time. I'm Tony Kornheiser. The Vikings could be good, though. I'm Mike Wilbon. Back on ESPN tomorrow on Knuckleheads. You can get PTI on ESPN app or Apple Podcasts, our podcast. And now the Lions look good, too. Here's SportsCenter.